Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. If there's one thing that COVID-19, the pandemic, has shown us is that we as people are, are desperate for a cure, any kind of cure. In fact, some people have even started taking unproven medications. Are there parallels with <laughs> dementia in that there are unproven therapies recommended by Dr. Google? I don't know. Joining me, we have Tipa Snow and Joanne Westbrook. Now, Tipa, I, without getting into the politics of this, <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's sort of the elephant in the room, isn't it? You oh, know? my heavens. You just sort of go. I've got I, a sunburn. I, I'm going to take I, cold medication. Yeah. I don't know what to say. It's like, Anne, take the cold medication that will raise your heart rate. So if you have atrial fib, it might kill you. Why don't you take that one? That's a great plan. Yeah. I'm just, so, you know, it's. So having said that, unfortunately in dementia, that's not too far off the mark sometimes with some of these um, cures that people want to give people um, because actually, you know, let's dump a bunch of medication on and see what happens. And so historically, you know, one of our earliest trials was to create a vaccine. You know, we're going to create a vaccine that would keep people from getting dementia. And what happened is they gave the vaccine and people got meningitis and encephalitis and died and they had to stop the trial. Really? Now, they stopped it? it? it worked, they stopped it because it worked on mice. But when we tried it just on, wow, there was a problem. And it turned out when they looked at the autopsy brains, <laughs> um, they found out that indeed it had shrunk and reduced the beta amyloid formations. Unfortunately, it also resulted in swelling in the brain and it, resulted in someone's death. So this idea that, you know, we can do something and we can do it quick and we could get it all dealt with. And this is magic curing. And it's like, it's not like that. It's, it's highly complicated. And every time you have a whole bunch of different kinds of people that you put together and you're trying to, you know, what we're learning is there's so many different kinds of dementia. I'm like cancer. I'm not sure this is going to be an easy fix in any, any book you put it in and everybody wants it to be simple. When, when people get that diagnosis, uh, mm -hmm. it, it's sort of human nature that we try and fix things. Right. You've been involved in dementia, dementia care for mm -hmm. what, a couple of years? Yeah, 40, 41 now. 41, 41 years. years. Yeah. And or longer. Your, or longer. In 41 years, have you found anything that I can just go to the drugstore and buy that's going to fix mom or dad? Or No. And, nope. and this, you know, this, you know, even the advertisements about, well, if you're worried about normal memory loss of aging, it's like, well, if you're worried, we should get the worry out of the worm because worry in and of itself is a risk factor for developing your own cognitive impairment because you worry too much. You're not sleeping well. You're, you're creating your own cortisol. And it's like, okay, well, let's get rid of the worry, not take a medicine that has what kind of impact again? Well, I've taken it and I like it. So you should take it. Lots of people recommend it. I think it'll be good. I mean, it's like managing your health by committee. What do you think? I think this. And it's, you know, again, I'm, I'm not being flip. It's just frustrating when people sort of come up with these ideas. And then when we test them out, it's like, yeah, no, that didn't actually work. 
And then, you know, people going back and say, well, but if we tweak it a little, does the data show something different? And it's like, so we're going to go back to it again and again, because there was a lot of money invested in it. So using just a cautionary note, mm -hmm. the one thing that I have heard you in the past even hint at is, is CBDs and mm -hmm. some possible uses there. But you're not jumping in whole hog saying, give bum the bottle and give her a drink and say, here, you know, take yeah, her no, back. Yeah, no, not a bit. But, you know, when we've tried other things and we try this and there seems to be now some studies going on. And again, I'm a big fan of let's, let's do some looking at this and let's try it with different folks and let's see what happens because I'm not, I mean, if people were wanting something and they're willing to try something and they're willing to be part of a study, let's celebrate them and let's raise them up. Let's not, you know, diminish them. And sometimes these studies, you know, like, well, the side effects became significant. So she dropped out of the study. It's like, well, did we follow her and do things just to see what was going on? Well, no, she dropped out of the study. And it's like, well, yeah, so maybe we should figure out what that was about. Um, jo but I think, you know, it's just, it's a different way of looking at humans, I think. Joanne, you've had years of experience in dealing with families, and, and you know the desperate circumstances they find themselves in sometimes. You can probably sympathize on some level uh, towards their desperation and, and their desire to find a cure. Absolutely. I mean, especially when we get such uh, mixed information from different sources that uh, you know, terrify people to the point where they're afraid to leave the house for anything. And then we have those who say, ah, I can't get it, I'm young, I'm not gonna get sick, I'm not gonna wear a mask, I'm not gonna, you know, so it's, it's a mess and families are scared and don't really know what to believe. And I think that's the real message is that it's, there's no consistency um, that you hear. And I, I'm sure Tipa, can rein in on that one. It, it's pretty yeah. frightening. So, yeah. So if we look at COVID and then we look at dementia, it, there's a lot of similarities. Everybody's yeah. so scared, terrified. You know, it's awful. Oh, I hope I don't get it. Yeah. yeah, I hope I don't get it. But there's not, I mean, in this one with dementia, there are things I can do to reduce my risk. I, I am not convinced there's anything I can do to prevent myself from getting dementia. Um, just as I can reduce my risk for COVID, but to be quite honest, I'm not sure there's anything I can truly prevent myself from getting COVID. I can reduce risk dramatically, but it, it's at a cost. And so that's the thing about dementia. I might be able to reduce my risk, but at what cost? I mean, some of these cleansing things and some of these really strict regimens, it's like, I don't do that for my other health. Why would I start thinking about it? I mean, yeah, I mean, I could lose 10 pounds. It'd probably be good for me. But, you know, the amount of work I'd have to do to keep it off is like, yeah. I'm not willing to make that investment in my body, let alone in, my, I mean, I, there are things I do for my brain, but I like living. So there's a balancing act going on here. What are, what are some night. of the... What are some of the common sense things that we can do? I know the Heart Association is big on giving up smoking and watching your diet. All those are beneficial for yeah. your overall Everything. health. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so learning how to see things as interesting rather than distressing is a biggie, I think. Figuring out how to not do that worry, not do the distress, and be curious about situations. And, and if you can't handle something, find something else to do. Don't keep plugging away at something you hate or something that distresses you because that's a risk. 
Um, the second one is develop some social connections, whatever they are that work for you. Uh, being isolated. I mean, we've, we've talked about that in another session. Being isolated is a high risk condition for developing a form of dementia and depression and anxiety and a lot of other things. So um, really getting connected, figuring out what's good for you and doing some of that connecting on a regular basis. Interesting little you. note here, um, Tipa. Uh, people assume that introverts don't need connections. Mm. Mm. We need the right ones. That's the deal. <laughs> Just different. <laughs> but it's easy for introverts to start believing that they can do without a lot of connecting because they can think things through, but then they suddenly look up and realize, ooh, I haven't done some other kinds of things. And it's not good for your body or your brain to just sort of only do one thing all the time. Um, and then there's moving about. Physically getting active turns out to be healthy for your heart, your brain as well. Um, not overexerting on the weekend warrior thing, but building movement and energy and activity and routine into a pattern. Um, the healthiest brain people in the world are people who have a pattern every day of um, like 70% of maximum capacity off and on through the day for about an hour total. I mean, it doesn't have to be excessive, but it does have to be present on a regular basis or it eventually catches up with you. Yeah. Um, you know, stretching those blood vessels, stretching your brain, stretching your muscles, um, cognitive activity too, things that are different, building new synaptic connections and then using them really yeah, doesn't we, matter. We do hear that lifelong learning is is uh, good for the brain, right, Joanne? That's why we're oh. here. We're, we're learning we're, things every we're day. We're learning from Tifa every day. This is my university right there, <laughs> every day. You guys need to enroll in a new course. <laughs> Tipa you, how is that? <laughs> I like so that. There, there are some recommendations that can be found that yes. will perhaps, you know, sometimes sometimes fate just isn't in the in your favor. Yeah. You know, you can maybe we can buy you a couple years. Maybe we can buy you uh, eight years. And if it was gonna happen at 75 and it doesn't happen to 75 plus eight. Let's see if your math skills are still intact. Ooh, let me see. I've got uh, 83 in my brain. There you go. That sounds like a good number. So 83, it doesn't happen to 83. How much past 83 are you planning on? I mean, and so if I could buy you eight years without symptoms and then it hits and you're, you're there for one year, wow, that's minor amount of living with this thing called dementia as opposed to going from start to finish during those eight years not only for you, but the people you care about and those around you that love you. So we, we know there are- We need a lot more living every day, yeah. every day. We know there are no guarantees in life, but there are some don'ts. And the don'ts would probably be, don't take drugs that aren't properly proven for any condition you're trying to treat. <laughs> don't you know, swim with sharks. There's a, there's a whole bunch of sort of common sense ones. You know? Don't go swim by yourself during riptide season. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Don't go and hang out where there's lightning and with a golf club in your hand. Oh, no golfing, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you should get exercise, but let's look at the environment. So, Tipa, we had a little levity on today's program, and perhaps um, we've enticed some people to try and learn more about dementia and Ooh. dementia care. Gosh, Greg, yeah. you just brought up one of the other reduce the risk factors. Humor matters. <laughs> Laughter turns out to be one of those things that reduces your risk. Well, I should live a long time then. 
Yeah. I'm not sure about those around you, though. <laughs> I might not live a long time with some of my jokes. Um, anyhow, if people want more information, Tipa, how do they track you down? You're not on the road as much these days, but that doesn't I, mean you're not busy. I am not. You can find me on Facebook every morning at 8 o'clock seven days a week for about 10 minutes. Or if you miss that, we do a video so you can look at it afterward. And then I'm doing a bunch of webinars around and about. And we have Ask Deep Anything once a month. And we have a gathering, network gathering for anybody who's care partnering. Or if you're living with dementia, we have a Let's Talk. Um, and we have our website and we have email. And it's called tipasnow.com. And if you go on there, um, there's a way to hook up for our journal and a bunch of other things. So there's always a way to connect if you're interested. This and is probably the, the first year in what, 41, 42 years that you mm -hmm. have traveled the least? More than likely, that is absolutely accurate, except I'm going back and forth to a rented office now because I don't have internet very, very well at the house. So I do you, have to do a little back and forth. Oh, you got that there interweb, do you? Yeah, that interesting, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tifa <laughs> and Joanne, thank you very much. I hope everybody has a good and safe uh, weekend. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for having Bye. us.